Welcome to Save Six Figures with Gina Knox, the podcast where I coach you on how to save $100,000 by optimizing your cash flow. Hello, hello, savers, and welcome back to the Save Six Figures with Gina Knox podcast. We are closing out the Spender series with this episode. I have loved, loved, loved recording this series for you all, and I hope you all have enjoyed it as well. So to recap, the Spender series is all about how to spend money wisely in your business, and especially how to spend money in your business in order to generate more money. Because how you spend the money in your business will make or break your income for 2024. So up until this point, we have gone over the four types of business spending that I want you to ruthlessly cut out of your business budget. That is people-pleasing spending, boredom slash FOMO spending, future problem spending, and identity spending. And if you haven't listened to those podcast episodes, go back and listen to them because they are so, so good. And they're actually quite short as well. They're super, super good, super to the point. But today we are closing out with the one type of business spending I want you to double, triple, quadruple down on in 2024, and that is current problem spending. Now, If you've listened to the other episodes, you've already heard like hints towards this, so it shouldn't be a surprise, but the only type of business spending I want you to do is spending money on stuff that solves a current problem in your business, a current problem in your business, not a future problem, not a boredom problem, not a personal problem, a current business problem. And in the next episode, I think next week, I'm going to be talking about how I actually use this methodology to create my 2024 investing plan. So you'll see it in action as well, but it's very, very, very simple at the core of it. What you're going to do is you're going to ask yourself, what is my revenue goal for 2024? What is my business revenue goal for 2024? And if you have never done that before, if you've only done monthly goals, if you've only done quarterly goals, if you've only done launch goals, this may feel foreign to you and that's okay. That is absolutely okay. So let's go with the example of you've been making on average $5,000 a month. Well, If we extrapolate that out, $5,000 a month is $60,000 a year. And if you've already been doing that, amazing, congratulations. Maybe you may want your 2024 goal to be to hit $100,000, 40K more, right? What I don't want you to do is say, I've made $60,000, right? I've made average $5,000 a month. And next year, I want to make a million dollars. That, I'm sorry, no. (laughs) Absolutely not. Not because it's not possible. It is possible, but because it's actually too far away and your brain doesn't know what that even means, right? Again, not because it's impossible, but because it's so far away, your brain doesn't even know what it means. If you're going from, well, let's give you an example. The million dollar year is on average, if you just take a million dollars divided by 12 for 12 months, that's on average $81,000 a month in revenue. So if you've been making on average five, and then I ask you, how are you going to make, how are you going to go from five to 80? Your brain can't comprehend what the next step is. It's just too far away. 
Versus if I were to ask you, how are you going to go to five, from five to seven? Your brain can start comprehending what that actually means. And that is way more helpful to figuring out what your current problems are versus focusing on the million. And the fun part is focusing on your current problems is what will get you to a million. So again, it's not to say it's impossible. It's not to say you can't have that goal in general, but I want you to focus on a goal that feels attainable, but one step away from where you are. So a perfect example, again, if you've made 60K, maybe you'll go for 100. If you've made 200, maybe you want to go for 400 or 500, right? I want it to be contextual to what you have already done. So set that goal. It doesn't have to be perfect for 2024. Something that is attainable, but maybe one size too big from where you currently have been in the past. And then you're going to do some math. So whether you sell products or services, if you're a coach, if you're a designer, if you're a jewelry maker, whatever it is that you sell, if you're actually, there's actually two, two methods here. If you're a product-based business, you sell physical products, like I'll use jewelry as an example. I want you to take your average order number. And if you use Shopify or Square, they should be able to tell you this. In the last six months, in the last 12 months, what has been your average order from your website, from your Etsy, from wherever you sell? Then I want you to take your revenue goal. So let's do an example. Let's say your revenue goal is $100,000. And let's say that your average order is $279. Then we're going to take $100,000, your goal, and divide it by your average order, $279. And that's going to give me a number, 358.4. So that tells me I need to create 358.4 orders in 2024 in order to hit my goal of 100K in revenue. If you sell if you sell coaching, for example, I have two offers. I have Six Figure Saver and Seven Figure Wealth. Six Figure Saver is $2,000. Seven Figure Wealth is $8,000. So I'm going to decide what percentage of my goal is going to come from each offer. Is it going to be 50-50? I'm going to sell like 50% Six Figure Savers, 50% Seven Figure Wealth. Is it going to be 70-40? Is it going to be 60-70-40, 70-30, 60-40, 70, 70, 30, 60, 40, etc.? is $100,000 and you just have one offer to make it simple. Let's say you have one-on-one coaching and it's 10K. Well, $100,000 divided by $10,000 is 10 clients. So now you know how many clients you need to hit your goal. So whatever your offer structure is, I want you to figure out how many clients, how many orders, how many things would I need to sell to hit my goal? That's gonna be important because then you'll have in front of you some context, right? you'll kind of be able to see, well, what would that be like? How far away is that from what I currently am? What might I need? And then you're going to ask yourself, what do I need to hit that goal? What do I need? And there might be multiple things. In fact, there probably will be. What skills, like what CEO skills do I need to invest in to hit that goal? That is a great question to start. And just answer that question. Answer that question, not with, um, specific coaching programs or specific softwares or specific anything in mind, but answer it like a human being. If I want to sell 348 orders of jewelry and I've only ever sold 200 orders, well, how am I going to, what skills do I need to get to that 348? I may need to do lead generation. I may need to 
better my conversion skills. I may need to figure out where people are buying from me and then how I can double down on getting people to buy from that location, right? What skill do you need that you're currently lacking or you need to brush up on in order to hit your goal? That's number one. Then the second question, I love this question. What have I been avoiding in my business? Y'all, our avoidances will always teach us a lesson. What we're avoiding is so often the exact work that we need to do. And spoiler alert, a lot of y'all are avoiding your money. (laughs) A lot of y'all are avoiding your money. And by the way, hiring an accountant and outsourcing all your financial decisions to your accountant is a form of financial avoidance. Just hot take, putting that out there. A lot of y'all are avoiding your money, but you may be avoiding other things too, right? Maybe you're avoiding writing your emails. Maybe you're avoiding hiring help. Maybe you're avoiding like pitching yourself to newspapers. I don't know. Whatever it is that you're avoiding, just write that down because it's probably, there's probably something in there. If you want to hit your next income goal, more often than not, you have to face what you're avoiding. For me, what that looked like in the past, which was so interesting, was I, and I talked about this in the future problems episode, I was avoiding learning how to sell my current offer to my current audience. And the way I was avoiding it was by trying to figure out how to do funnels and ads. So it's funny. It's like even the productive avoidance is avoidance and whatever it is that you're avoiding is usually what you need to go solve. So we have three questions. What is your goal? What do you need to hit that goal? What are you avoiding? When you answer those questions, you will more often than not find a plethora of current problems that your business needs you to solve in order to hit your goal. Then what you're going to do is you're going to go find solutions to that problem. Remember, fall in love with the problem, not the solution. Don't start this process with the solutions in mind. Start with the problems in your business in mind and then go find a appropriate solutions to those problems. That might look like a coaching container. That might look like hiring someone. That might look like outsourcing your inbox management. That might look like any number of things, but start with the problem. Because then when you do outsource the solution, when you do buy the coaching or outsource the task or whatever, you're going to do it with the problem in mind, which means you're actually going to solve it versus starting with, oh my God, so-and-so is doing this really cool mastermind and I really just want to join it. That is not solutions oriented investing. That's just FOMO-oriented investing or people-pleasing-oriented investing, and it's not helpful. It's not helpful to you. It's not helpful to them. So current problem investing. When I figured this out, y'all, I cannot tell you. Actually, let me pull it up right now because it blew my mind. My first one and a half years in business, I wasted a ton of money on future problem spending. And then in the second half of my second year in business, I really took a look at myself in the mirror and asked myself, what are my current problems? And that was the first time I hired a coach and it worked. Not because other coaches failed in the past or because they weren't good coaches, but because it was the first time I intentionally hired a coach with an intentional problem in mind. And then we solved that problem and shocker, it worked. And I had a 5X plus ROI on that investment. And ever since then, every time I made an investment with a problem in mind, 
I've always made a multiple 5X, 10X, whatever ROI versus every time I spend money out of people pleasing, every time I spend money out of trying to solve a future problem, every time I spend money out of FOMO or boredom, every time I spend money as a way of trying to buy myself an identity, it never ever worked. I just ended up wasting money. And y'all know I'm the money lady, right? I want y'all to have huge, fat, stacked bank accounts. You cannot have stacked bank accounts if you keep wasting your money on shit that doesn't work. But the moment you intentionally spend your money is the moment you gain control for how to always replenish your savings. Because that's always the thing is people are so afraid to spend their savings because they're like, oh my God, well, what if, if I spend my savings and I don't have savings? Well, that's never a problem if you know exactly how you're going to replenish it. And when you invest your money in the right things, it will always be replenished. It's actually a great way to know if you invested in the right thing or not. If you invested in the right thing, it will replenish itself. It will pay for itself. If you didn't invest in the right thing, it won't. This happened to me last year where I invested in a team member that I didn't really need, but I really loved. I like, I loved her. I loved working with her. I kind of want to work with her again. I just love her. But I knew it wasn't the right investment for the, at the right time because I was always paying for her out of pocket versus the work that she did paying for itself. So it has nothing to do with she was a bad team member or she didn't get me the result she promised. It had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with, is this the right problem I need to solve at the right time? And I love that because it also takes away the shame when you don't do current problem spending. You do not need to feel ashamed for spending money on something that you didn't need as much as I'm like telling you not to because it has nothing to do with them and also in some ways has nothing to do with you. It just has everything to do with, is this the right thing at the right time? And that's also a skill that you will learn and cultivate over time as well. I feel like I had to make mistakes to learn this skill. You will probably have to make mistakes to learn this skill too. That's okay. But I hope by listening to this series, you skip a lot of the heartache that I skipped. I would have saved tens of thousands of dollars on wasted stuff if I had learned this lesson three years ago. But here we are, and now I'm teaching it to you. So I hope you've enjoyed this series. I hope you go do it this planning session. Next week, I'm going to come back and literally walk you through how I do my 2024 planning using this method so you can see it in action. And um, let me know. Let me know on Instagram. Let me know on all the places that we can talk what you thought of this series, what blew your mind, what you're mad at me for. (laughs) That's totally fine too. And um, I'll see y'all in the next episode. All right. Take it easy. 